0: I'll send it to. You. Please come close together, inshallah brothers and in the brothers' hall. If we all come close together and sisters as well, in our the sisters' hall, if we can try our best to sit away from the walls, sit next to each other. With Talab with uh, renew our niyah. We're here to please Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. We're here to get closer to Allah Azza wa Jalla. We're here because we need Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's mercy more than anyone else, and. Insha'Allah, the more humility and humbleness we show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more we will benefit from anything that is shared. I ask Allah that He allows all of us to hear what we need to hear. And may He allow myself, first and foremost, and all of us here to put into practice immediately whatever beneficial things we hear. And allow us to propagate it too others as well I mean alab alamin rahman alrahman rahim allahumma salli wa sallim ala muhammad wa ala ali sayyidina muhammad wa barik wa sallim rabbi sadri wa sīrli amri wa ahlu aluqta min lisani yafqahu qawli subhanaka la ilmana illa ma 'allamtana subhanaka la ilmana illa ma 'allamtana subhanaka la ilmana illa ma 'allamtana amma ba'd allahumma nawwir qulubana bi ilmika wa abdān abdanana li ta'atik wa waffiqna lima tuhibbu wa tarḍa min alqawl wal 'amal wal niyyati wal hudha'i innaka ala kulli shayin qadir amin qala allah subhanahu ta'ala so last week we did um, We finished up the story of Samiri The week prior to that uh, was, uh, the ruku, uh, was وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنَ الْجِبَالِ The verses 100 to 115 were covered Two weeks ago So That was a discussion about the Day of Judgment And so forth that Mufti Minhaj did Alhamdulillah that completed Now we're on our last two recours inshallah, hopefully last two sessions this week and next week Hope inshallah will be our last final session of Surah Taha uh, so this is the, the uh, uh, story of Adam السلام, that is being mentioned here now in Surah Taha Allah says, now truly verily we have made a covenant we made a covenant with Adam of old, long ago, but he forgot his covenant thus we did not find in him due resolve we do not find resolve. And behold, for behold, we said to the angels, Bow your faces down to receive Adam into life and to honor him. Meaning, this Sajda here was not of worship, but instead was out of respect, honor, and receiving Adam alayhi Salam into this world. فسجدوا, so they all bowed down, Iblis, except for Iblis, Abba, he refused. Abba he refused to do so. فقلنا, so we said, Ya Adam oh Adam in indeed, hadha this. This referring to Shaitan. Adu laka is an enemy to you, wali zawjika and an enemy to your wife. فَلَا Kuma, So let him not out you both. Let him not exile you both. مِنَ Jannati From the garden. From paradise, from the garden. Because that's what Jannah means. It means a garden. فَتَشْقَى Otherwise going can happen? Fa is referring to what will happen if you leave Jannah. tashqa You come to misery. You will come to misery. You will suffer. إِنَّ لَكَ Indeed, لَكَ for you in Jannah. All of this is for you Allah That you shall not be hungry fiha in paradise In this garden وَلَا تعرى, Nor will you go naked وَأَنَّكَ And that you لَا فِيهَا Shall not be thirsty within it وَلَا tadha Nor be sunstruck دحى, You will not be suffering uh, Too much exposure to sunlight And get uh, sunburned so what happened? فَوَسْوَسَ illehi الشَّيْطَان So Shaitan then whispered to Adam, Ilahi, referring to him, Yani Adam. Shaytan whispered to him, وَسْوَسَ whispered to him, Kala and said, Ya Adam, O oh Adam, Hal أَدُلُّكَ shall I direct you? Shall I guide you? Shall I point out to you? Allah I point out for you Allah شَجَرَةِ Khuld شَجَرَة the tree. Khuldi Immortality, the tree of leading a life for eternity. Shall I help point out to you that tree of immortality which you once you eat from there, you will never die and never leave from here? And a kingdom that shall never, mulk means kingdom, never fade away. Balayabla is to fade away, like for example, clothes, like uh, disintegrated bones. Right? So Mulkin such a kingdom, because any other kingdom you have outside of Jannah it's gonna it's gonna fade away. Jannah will never fade away. Fa akala minha so both Adam and Eve ate of that tree. Fa badat, what happened? Fa so badat Bada means to expose. Bada is to be is something to be exposed. So soa secret parts. What we call private parts. Interesting. Soa uh, comes from the word yasu'u, which means to, uh, you know, be upsetting, which means something that is not nice. Yani yasuu il Those parts whose whose exposure will make you upset, whose exposure you won't like. That's exactly. It's so interesting that the word that the Quran uses, aurah and soa. Uh, what is awra? Aura is that which is absolutely hidden, always hidden. And um, this is, awra is in Urdu used for female, but in Arabic, awra is used for that part of the body that must always be hidden. Sawa is referring to the same parts of the body, which are always to be hidden, and its exposure will be unsightful, will not be something that is nice. So they both ate from the tree, fabadat. So their secret parts, bada, Became exposed to them What happens? As soon as they got exposed Were they excited about this? Were they comfortable with this? Absolutely not That ag- goes against nature of the human being tafiqah, This is called afal shuruah. Right? For those students of Arabic ta'fika yaksifan, Meaning tafiqa means to begin to do something It's a verb that comes before a verb so it's called Afar al Shuru' means they began to do something. Tafiqa, they both quickly began to instantaneously do something. What was that? Yakhsifani alayhima min waraq al Jannah. is to heap together. They began heaping alayhima upon themselves. Husband and wife quickly began to heap upon themselves. Min from, and taking from, warak is the leaves al Jannah of the garden. They began to. Take leaves off of the trees of Jannah and began to quickly cover their body, especially their private parts, which had now become exposed. For Adam had disobeyed his Lord, فغوى, thus he erred, he made a mistake. Then his Lord chose him as a prophet. Right? Rasulullah has been called as Mustafa and Mujtaba. To be chosen, the chosen one. اجتباه ربه Then his Lord chose him. And he chose him to be not just a, a prophet, but also beyond that, or you could say along with being a prophet, خليفة الله في الأرض. Allah's vicegerent on earth. As he mentioned in the Quran, إني جاعل في الأرض خليفة I am going to make a Khalifa on earth. فتاب عليه, تاب, تاب عليه means when you and I make Toba to Allah, we say "natubu ilallah, natubu ilallah." We repent towards Allah. We repent to Allah, ilallah. إل Once we repent to Allah, then when Allah accepts it, that's called Taba alayna. The word Taba is used for the human being, and Taba is used for Allah. The word Taba is used when the human being repents towards Allah to Allah, and when Allah accepts that repentance, that's also used the word Taba. However, the difference is the 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 the, uh, the um. Proposition that's used afterward is different So when a human being repents to Allah He says Taaba ilallah ila, Towards Allah And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts that tawbah It's called taaba alayhi Allah azza wa jal accepted his tawbah And absolved him of his sin Wahada and he guided him Qala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then said taa minha Descend from this garden Minha from it Meaning from the garden Jami'an both of you Ba'dukum liba'din adu together, right? Ba'dukum means some of you لِبَعْضٍ for some other, meaning a group of you will be aduun, an enemy لِبَعْضٍ for the other so you O oh Adam and Hawa I want you both to descend from paradise onto earth and not alone you're gonna have Shaytan following along with you and each of you is gonna be an enemy to the other human beings enemies to one another and of course, shaitan an enemy to the human beings So shaitan will, out of his enmity for the human being Will make humans fight one another as well He will get into them and, 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 and rile them against one another So that, that happened very quickly and Within the first generation The sons, subhanAllah, they didn't just curse at one another They didn't just hit one another They ended up killing one another right? Qabil ended up killing Habil and So that, the animosity between the human race Became apparent real quick But if there comes to you, O humanity, minni from me guidance, then guess what? Whoever follows my guidance, he shall never go astray in this world, nor shall he suffer any misery in the hereafter. He shall not go astray in this world, nor shall he suffer any misery in the hereafter. Very important points are mentioned here in these brackets. So, uh, some scholars say if you need know, this ayah and the next ayah, if these two were the only verses of the Quran to be revealed, it would be sufficient for our guidance. Right, very powerful ayats. What's up for this ayah here? If guidance comes your way, then if you follow my guidance, then I guarantee you that you will not go astray in this world, and nor suffer misery. Interesting. One opinion is that in the hereafter, obviously, if you follow Islam, you're not going to suffer in the hereafter. But it doesn't necessarily have to be specific to the hereafter. Even in this dunya as well, long term misery, you're not going to suffer. Small issues will happen, difficulties. What Rasulullah went through his life, would you term that word misery? We would never use the word misery. We would definitely say these were tests that came from Allah to elevate his status. But we won't call that misery. So shakawa, shakawa is a horrible word. That shaki is someone who is wretched. So no believer will be wretched in this world either. It's not just akhirah. Wretchedness doesn't touch a believer in this world. No matter what situation he or she finds himself in, they will be protected from being wretched in this world. And then the second beautiful ayah here, to, to sum up a big portion of the Qur'an, وَمَنْ a'rada and dhikri. But whoever turns away from my remembrance, inna lahu ma'ishatan for him indeed, ma'isha means a life. Okay. فَإِنَّا indeed Lahu For him. For who? For the one who turns away from my remembrance. أَعَرَضَ means to turn away. You may have heard, عَارِضَ means the cheek. عَارِضَ means the cheek. So أَعَرَضَ means someone who gives the cheek to someone. When you give the cheek to someone, means you're looking the other way. Someone's talking to you, you're looking the other way. You're giving him the cheek, meaning you're ignoring him whoever ignores and turns away from my remembrance, what does my remembrance mean? The word of Allah, the Qur'an, or any reminder about Allah Azza Jal. a person says, I'm not interested. This dars of Qur'an is also a reminder of Allah. This tafsir or any hadith, any dars that happens, right? All of these are reminders of Allah. Whoever turns away from it because he doesn't is not interested, or he's, Allah says for him indeed, there shall be a stringent life, a very constricted life, you know, claustrophobic life, right? Just a very tight life. Dunka means tight. Okay, it's not, this is the suffering in the world. Over there, what happened? If you follow Hidayah, you won't go astray in the dunya. يشقى, according to how Dr. Zaki translated it, he won't suffer. Wretchedness in the hereafter. Guess what? The opposite of that is if you don't accept my guidance, Allah is saying, and if you turn away from it, you get two things. In this world, you shall have a very difficult life. And on the day of judgment, we will resurrect this individual blind. Also, there are scholars who say is referring to the Qabr that a person who leads a life of, of, of heedlessness and turning away from the Qur'an and Sunnah, then his life in the grave will become very difficult. As you've heard in the hadith, that a person who neglects prayers and a person who is leading a life of, of, of uh, heedlessness, when his body is lowered into the grave, then the grave becomes constricted upon that body to such a degree that the ribs from one side go crushing into the ribs of the other side. And this uh, you know. Compression, decompression Compression, decompression Happens all the way Till the day of judgment It's not like once it's over Right In this dunya A person thinks That if I take my life Is be over This reminds me of a hadith if If I remember correctly Of Sahih Muslim That a one who takes his life Who commits suicide And takes his life Whatever method he used to take his life, his punishment will be that till the day of judgment, that's what he will repeatedly be doing in, in, in Barzakh, in the life between this world and the next. He took poison and killed himself. He jumped out, out of a, you know, a, a, a building. He hung, hung himself. He shot himself. Then this will be his punishment that Allah Azza will keep on giving him life and he'll keep on taking his life again and again and again and again. Millions and billions of times all the way till the day of judgment. May Allah protect us all from having such an ending. Right, so what a person thinks that if I take my life, then they will be the end of my problems. This is what's happening today. So traditionally speaking, Muslims had a very low suicide rate, and this country, which is fairly new Muslim community, um, in in large numbers. I mean, so the data was that I've 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 have I've heard and have come across was that in previous years that it showed that. Uh, the Muslim suicide rate was very less I mean, We don't even need data Just How many announcements did you hear? How many people did you hear in the community were taking their lives Previously, let's say in the late 90s, early 2000s How often was that? Right? It was very, very, very seldom You'd Years go by, you wouldn't hear about it Now, I would say not even a month I would say weeks, every couple of weeks we hear of a suicide Within the Muslim community Sometimes the young ones, sometimes old But subhanAllah it's happening and one interesting thing is that this is a, it's a very real thing. One of the, you know, who said things won't get difficult? Things will get difficult. But what stops a person from taking his life is faith. When a person has faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that this is all because Allah wants me to go through this. And Allah has definitely a better, bigger, beautiful plan for me waiting in the hereafter. Let me clench my teeth. Let me remain patient. Let me handle whatever's coming at me. And inshaAllah, there's gonna be a beautiful You know, light at the end of the tunnel And we're gonna be raised with the Prophet Those who are patient Allah will give them their full reward Without any accounting Without any, uh, you know, uh, without any They'll be given insane amounts Of reward in the hereafter for patience A believer whose faith Is strong in Allah No matter what comes his way The hope for good And the fear of punishment Will stop him from taking his life but when a person's faith in Allah becomes weak, as we are seeing today, it's not that the Muslim population has increased or problems have increased only. No, it's the fact that faith is decreasing in Allah. Faith in Akhirah is decreasing. Fear of Jahannam is decreasing. Fear in, from the, uh, the wrath of Allah is decreasing. So now, suicide is something that even a Muslim, unfortunately today, is contemplating that this is something doable. You know, it's because everyone else is doing. Previous Muslims, in, in generally speaking, their level of faith in the unseen was stronger. So that's why even though it was uh, uh, something that was being offered they wouldn't take it because they had fear of Allah and love and hope for a better life in the hereafter beloved brothers you know with all the mental issues we're dealing with we have to address them from um, various ways trying to reduce the stress on the in the on the, on the youngsters trying to intervene from beforehand being very um, uh, watchful about what's going on in our youth who you know being able to read through the you know uh, read through their emotions figure out what's going on that we have to do all of that but along with that we have to work on spirituality if our youngsters are not spiritually connected with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then my beloved friends the tsunami out there is really pushing people towards many things drugs intoxicants are the number one thing and then after that when they try all of that and they very quickly realize that this doesn't Remove my problems Then of course Then they resort to suicide You just heard right now uh, One of the p- top financials Financials uh, CFOs Of one of the largest companies Of this country right You just heard last week Jumped off from his Subhanallah From his 17th floor penthouse You know Or 15th floor I don't know what it was uh, Such a wealthy person But got caught up in, in, in um, Some financial fraud And he ended up taking his life Leaving his little You know Teenagers at home and his wife while they're in the house when was, conditions come about but a person needs to build resilience and a person needs to have the fear of Allah That this is not the end of my problems if I jump are, you know that's why the poet says <inaudible> if we after dying we would be left alone then guess what death would be the best thing anyone could imagine <inaudible> this would be the peace most peaceful thing that anyone could desire is just die if after death we would not be asked and would be left alone but that's not the case however, when we die, we are going to be raised up and we're going to be asked about every single thing so it's not, a, it's not a, it's something to, you know to, to even entertain at all I'm sharing this because many of the youth here you know people who are who speak like this I, I receive so many messages per week of youth who are saying, I'm thinking of taking my life, I've already attempted, May Allah protect them. This is something which we would not receive such messages 15 years ago, 10 years ago. But now it's become multiple messages per week. Right? And these youngsters were listening to me, you will know how many people in your own families, friends, circle, are, uh, have reached out to you and said something like that. Understand that this is yāni, uh, not to be taken lightly, No, this is another foolish thing that people say. Ah, come on, he's just talking. No, you don't. You've got to take it very seriously because you know what? He's he's not in his right state of mind. When people say stuff like that, they're not they're not in the right state of mind. Some of our uncles and aunties they think, oh, he's just trying to gain some sympathy, so that's why he's saying some things of this sort. That they may be one percent like that, but most of the time these people are mentally disturbed and spiritually absolutely bankrupt. So they have no moral compass right now at the moment that they can bank on, and they're uh, emotionally they're all over the place. Hence, you have to take it serious. When someone says that they are contemplating suicide or taking their life, you have to really intervene, you have to involve you know, um, the elders in there and, and tr- go see what's going on. And you know, get medical experts, etc. And ulama involved in that case as well. And if something is very serious, then you need to call 911. That's just in the reality. You don't want to do that on your friend, but you'd rather have a, a, a living friend than a dead friend. right? And so many times, if you don't intervene in, at the right time, these type of things happen. So going back to the idea is, when a person turns his face away from Allah And turns his attention away from the remembrance of Allah The Quran says That he's gonna have a difficult, tight, stringent, claustrophobic life As one scholar said That the, the falling of the heavens and the earth The falling of this entire heavens and the earth Is, more of, is less of a problem than, than the disproval of this one ayah Meaning, this ayah can never be wrong. If this ayah were to be proven wrong, that's a bigger problem than the whole heavens and the earth falling apart. This is the word of Allah. No one can speak the truth more than Allah. He's the most truthful. And when he says something, he means it. This is the reality. If a person turns away from Allah as remembrance, there is no way he's going to have a happy life that smile on his face is all plaster it's fake that's why you have the massive multi-billion dollar cosmetic industry flourishing what is that running off It's trying to take people who are sorry sad depressed and trying to make give them a makeover so when they leave the house or they come for meetings they look fresh they're not fresh at all they're not happy they're not glowing inside is all darkness but that's what what uh, what a you know a couple hundred dollar worth of makeup does to a person that it, it shows a face that's not there that's fake so all of these industries that you have, this entertainment industry, of course the, uh, the alcohol industry, massive, um, all these interest industries It's about making people forget their problems for a few minutes And make people, what is this, social media is a great example of that What in the world is all of this, so TikTok and, and, and Facebook and, and Instagram, all of that It's all about presenting something that's not the reality, it's completely fake Why do you have these people who are, um, you all know this better than I do Multi-million followers on social media, 30 million, 40 million, 50 million And then, bam, suicide What happened? Why you had 80 million, that's crazy You have 15, every single message you put, 50 million people 30 million people are receiving that message Imagine the power, kings and presidents don't have that type of power And then you take your life Because why, it's all fake Top to bottom, everything is fake. But the world is teaching such people. And subhanAllah, they're perpetrating this evil falsehood that by being famous, you'll be happy. By being on social media, you'll be happy. By dressing up, you'll be happy. By having the latest gadget, you'll be happy. By wearing the latest makeup, you'll be happy. By having the latest purse, you'll be happy. All of this kithb, sirah. all this is a lie. The Quran is the most truthful. Quran says if you don't have Allah in your heart, you're gonna have a horrible life. You're gonna have a depressed life. All those people who leave Islam and they think they're doing, the, you know, deep down, deep down, I promise you, I promise you, Wallah Al promise you they are the most, you know, sorry souls out there. Those people who have left their homes, uh, left Islam, right, and who are in, in haram, you, th- you think they're happy? Go watch a documentary on drug addicts, right? Look at that, subhanAllah, perfect example. People today, our youth are running towards drugs, people are running towards vapes, people are running towards marijuana. Read and just look at, the, look at these people, what they do once they're on these drugs. Who can you find me one person who's happy? And they tell you, they say, we ha- we're just, this is, you know, we are happy for that five second, you know, high. That's it. As soon as that wears off, subhanAllah, it's the worst possible thing you can imagine. Because now we're, we're trying to figure out where we're going to get our next high from. Inna <inaudible> Right? Such is the, is the situation of millions of both Muslims and non-Muslims across the globe. So these uh, types of uh, intoxicants and, and social media is an intoxicant and a drug. Why? This is a drug, it gives people a high when they post an image of themselves And when they are constantly recording, you see these little children, I see sometimes 13 year olds, 12 year olds, sitting there, uh, very provocative pictures of themselves You know, I've seen, I was traveling once on a plane and I see this young, maybe 12, 11 year old girl Pictures of herself from her vacation, I guess so, posting on there, editing all of that Meticulously editing all that and preparing it to be posted like who told you know what a horrible sad life this is? Why is a twelve year old being led into this type of stuff? But that's what it is, from such a young age. Image, image, image. This is how you have to dress. This is how you have to look. This is how you have to the type of cosmetics you have to wear, and this is what image you have to show to the world. My beloved friends, we're going to uh, a down downward you know downhill spiral right now. It's out of out of bounds. Out of bounds everyone, the, 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 the way the discourse is going, the world is going is a, towards a very depressive state and, and everything is fake, no one is willing to speak up the truth and say, you know what, this is nonsense, this is horrible we need, to, we, need to, we need to fight against this, we need to stand up against social media stand up against this fake do lives that people are leading, we need to stand up and say, you know what happiness does not come through cosmetics, happiness doesn't come through purses, happiness doesn't come through gadgets look at the Muslim world, what are they doing what, what, what are we going to do, we're supposed to be the leaders in this but Subhanallah, we're now become the leaders of the opposite the level of gluttony, the level of materialism the level of uh, you know, l- fulfillment of lustful desires what you see in the Muslim countries is something you'll never see here you'll never see, you have never seen such a gaudy mall in your life you've never seen such a, you know, uh, over the top store or over the top restaurant what you see out there if you've traveled to the Middle East, you'll see in the Muslim countries right Subhanallah, everywhere, not one specific country, everywhere Everywhere, It's all what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said That you're going to follow the, 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 the footsteps of the people prior to you the, i.e. the Jews and the Christians And you'll do anything and everything they do But now it seems like we haven't followed the footsteps We have taken the lead We've taken the lead That now we've become the laughing stock of the world we become, no one is sitting there and saying, wow, we are so proud of the Muslims that they have now gotten the largest mall in the world or that they have gotten the largest ski resort in the desert. No one. How many of you have heard non-Muslim colleagues saying, you guys are smart. They say, you guys are the biggest fools. Thank you. Keep up the business. We're making a lot of money off of your fools. That's what it is. We become the laughing stock. No one's proud of us. If you think someone's proud of you, you're foolish. No one's proud of, what, of, of these developments. It just makes no sense to them. And say, well, what, what makes, Why you all do stuff like that? That's the reality When a Muslim goes off track Subhanallah he goes off track all the way Ahead of everyone else Because the Muslim is a leader He's a leader In khair he'll be a leader And if, this, if he goes off track He'll be a leader in shara as well Because he has so much potential in him When that potential is not pr- used properly inna May Allah protect you and I from that He'll become a leader in filth A leader in fush So you're seeing this ayah May Allah allow the ummah to wake up that if you don't if you turn your face away from Allah's remembrance no matter how many material things you possess you will never be happy you will never be happy it is a very disgusting life and then wait till what happens in the akhirah we shall bring him to the assembly on the day of judgment blind you'll rise up It's a, it's a tough enough day the Sun right above our our uh, uh, heads people drowning in their sweat billions and trillions of people waiting scared la illa hamsa you're only hearing footsteps not a single person out of the trillions is speaking even the prophets are saying nafsi nafsi ya allah save me save me even the prophets are worried only about themselves On that occasion to be ri- uh, to be to be raised up and resurrected blind where you can't see anything is definitely going to be the worst type of of, 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 of extra punishment he will say, "Rabbi, oh my Lord, why have you brought me to the assembly blind? Why did you raise me? Why did you raise me up blind? Wakatkuntu basira, even though I used to see. I used to see in this world, meaning." I had perfect vision. I had good vision. So, b- since I should be raised up, the way I died—I died without glasses. I died with glasses while being, uh, you know, uh, while having good vision. Why am I being? Why am I being resurrected blind? Because this person will think that everyone will rise up on the day of judgment based on how they were physically in this world. But that's not the case. Uh, there are so many hadith that speak about what will happen. Like a person who, the person who withheld his zakat. All that zakat money of his own Millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars They didn't pay zakat on What will happen? It will be put into uh, According to some narrations Will be made into uh, a g- a golden bricks And golden uh, you know, uh, uh, blocks And then These blocks will be warm, uh, heated up To nth degree in the fire of Jahannam and then these very same gold blocks, فَتُكْوَا it took means to iron, brand. biha jibahum His forehead and his sides will be branded and, uh, and burnt through the very same gold, very same stocks, very same crypto, very same money that he didn't give zakat on. Right? That will be converted into this form and then it will heat it up and then he'll be branded. And Allah عز وجل will say ma This is what you had all been, been hoarding in the world for yourself فَذُوقُوا ma Go ahead and taste that which you were hoarding ذُوقوا, taste it So things in the dunya are not, not going to be necessarily based exactly how you were in this world Allah عز وجل will give a'mal and deeds Allah will give them a shape and form Another hadith talks about how uh, the wealth that a person did not pay zakatah will be given the form of a snake that will wrap around a person. Another hadith mentions about how a person who used to go begging for money from people, Allah Azza wa Jal will raise him in a disformed fashion. And, and, And a person who forgot the Quran that he memorized also. There are so many different punishments been mentioned for people who do certain sins. On the day of judgment, their body, physical body will change. So he's wondering why is he blind? Because he wasn't blind in the dunya. Allah reward, uh, responds to him He قَالَ كَذَٰلِكَ أَتَتْكَ آيَاتُنَا He shall say Allah will say كَذَٰلِكَ So it is So it is أَتَتْكَ آيَاتُنَا آيَاتُنَا means our signs أَتَتْكَ Came to you Our signs came to you Yani Quran came to you uh, Blaring sound, signs in the nature People dying People being born The changing of the seasons The rising and the setting of the sun all of these things are blaring open signs From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Our Quran is a sign Nature is a sign Happenings of the world is a sign Yet you forgot them You acted like you never heard You acted like you never saw You acted like you never came across that Guess what And so this day you are forgotten Alright So just like Allah says in the Quran وَلَا Do not be like the ones who forgot Allah. Do not be like the ones who forgot Allah. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make them forget themselves. Those are the people who are openly trans, open transgressors. Subhanallah, you know this is a very interesting ayah what I just read from surah Hashar. And this ayah as well. For it, that if we forget the signs of Allah, if we give a blind eye to the signs of Allah, Allah will make you forget yourself what is that supposed to mean? there's many explanations of that that have been given by the scholars but one explanation that came to you know came to mind in this modern day context is people today have now forgotten who they are in terms of identity they're confused they're saying I don't know what gender I am and I might even change my gender by the season I may change my gender by the day I'm to the extent we're hearing about people saying that I don't know if I'm human, half human or half tree, half human half wolf, human or cat. These are things out there. These are not people who are now locked up in in, in, in mental hospitals. These are people walking around, roaming around, and who are being given platforms and who are being who are probably by now have their own you know groups and who have their own Reddit form dedicated to themselves and their types of people. That's exactly what we're doing. So people have now forgotten who they are. But are you a human? I'm not sure. Some days I'm human. Some days, you know, you, this is real. The fact that we're living in 2022 in this country and this is happening, on on uh, you know on, on national television, such people are being interviewed and are being entertained. Oh, really? You're half a tree. Okay, you're half a wolf. Okay, this is interesting. You're half monkey. You're half cat. And the fact that no one's laughing, everybody's like, quiet. Okay, just listen. Don't don't you don't want to get insulted. You don't want to insult anyone. You don't want to even take this person to the hospital. Even suggesting something like that probably get you in trouble. Suggesting like that probably get you in trouble. Because he has a right to think of whatever he wants to be, and he's forgotten. And male, female, no, maybe halfway in between, maybe quarter of this, three fourths that, maybe one eighth this, seven eighth that. All kinds of things. You know, it's no longer four letters. It's much, many, 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 many more letters, right? So what is happening? They forgot Allah. Allah made them forget themselves. If you forget who Allah is, Allah will make you forget who you your reality is. You're walking around confused. Mananta, I don't know who I am. I don't know. Do you know, Subhanallah? No. It's I, I shared this with you before that when they when they when they elected, they made a big deal when we had the first female uh, African American, you know, chosen to be a Supreme Court a justice. It was a big thing this this past year. But that same lady, when interviewed in 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 um, uh, in the chamber, was asked, you know, in, uh, that uh, what it, how do you define a woman? And by the you know by the left, they were asked. That same lady, what did she respond? She says, uh, you'll have to ask the biologist. I'm not sure about that. So why are we championing and why are we celebrating the fact that a first African-American lady has made it to court when she herself is saying, the definition of woman, La I don't know. You're gonna have to ask the biologist. Brothers, look at how absurd this is. The absurdity of this. These are the most intelligent of lawyers of our country. The ones who have been given the responsibility of interpreting the constitution. And this is the type of stuff that is being said. I mean, it's just such a norm. It's, it's accepted. No one is saying Everyone's it. quiet. But if you, as you say, you know, if you think about it calmly, it just is shock what world we're living in. Where are we at? Where a definition of a man and a woman, the most intelligent of lawyers says, I don't know. You're going to have to ask someone else. And then we're still saying that, oh, this is a huge um, a step forward for women. How is that? Maybe she's not a woman. Because she herself says she doesn't know what to do. Maybe she's something else. <laughs> In, in front of the world We're the superpower. We're the, you know, the most advanced country in the world The most advanced court system in the world And this is the discussion happening with, We are really in some ajib times So when people forget Allah Allah will make them forget themselves And the 50 to 30 years ago If this were to be recorded and sent 30 years ago Though everyone from kindergartners To the most advanced people would Be sitting there laughing Like what kind of fools are this? But this has become the norm And what watch what will come forward In the next few years Even more crazy things are yet to come and so the people who will speak the truth, the people who understand the truth, the people who see the truth, their numbers are gonna dwindle. Dwindle. It's weird. But that's how it is. The, the Jali system will be the system. It will be the most pre- predominant system. The Dajjal will have the most followers. People who don't believe in him will be a minority. People who stand up and say this system doesn't make sense, his ideas don't make sense, what he promotes doesn't make sense, will be minority. Because the environment will just be such... That everyone will be going with the flow And it's literally It's literally as you got put towels Or or veils over people's eyes That's what we're talking about over here That all human beings who are raised up Blind tomorrow on the day of judgment It wasn't that you were blind in your eyes In the dunya But you were blind in your hearts This is called basar and basira Basar and basira Basar is the eyes Basira is the eyes of the heart And Allah says this in surah Hajj The eyes don't go blind It's the hearts within the bosom It's the hearts within the chest that go blind We are exactly living that era today That we have perfect vision We have LASIK surgery All sorts of stuff But what's happening is That the hearts are becoming blind More blind by the day And so when those hearts will be blind Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says I'm gonna rise you up on the day of judgment Based on the condition of your heart even if you were blind by your eyes, but your heart was awake and alert, Inshallah, Allah will rise such people up with perfect vision. We just did this today in hadith that um, how Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave the glad tidings of Jannah for the person who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests him with his habibatain, with his two beloved things. He said, what is habibatain? Habibatain mentioned his two eyes. If Allah tests a person by taking one or two of his eyes away, and yani his eyesight away, then such and such is, re- is his reward. Right. That is why you may have heard when we when we had the graduation of our qiraat over here, when we had the graduation of students getting the ijaza in the ten modes of recitation and the seven modes of recitation a couple months ago, and the Sanad and the, the chain of narration of the qiraat was recited over here, mentioned and shown on the PowerPoint over here. You saw that as they were reading, some of these scholars, which are like just like second general, you know second scholars up from our teachers here. Uh, we said, we said Al-basiru, bi-qalbihi. Al-Basiru Bi-Qalbihi That's how they were called. The one who sees through his heart. SubhanAllah. Meaning, what was the meaning of that? Meaning, they're blind by the eye, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about they're, They can be no... They don't worry about how blind they are by the eyes, but they, are, they have the most insight, and the more foresight of the heart you can ever imagine. And they were the chief Qurra. Chief Qurra of Egypt. And one of them, if you may remember, who is our chief qari here Mawlana ihtiram MashaAllah his, his ustad in Qirat 10 His ustad is yani Who he got ijazah from is blind And his ustad The Sheikh of Qurra of Iskandariya Who he's got ijazah from Is guess from who? Is from another blind qari'ah A female qari A female qari was blind SubhanAllah so you have two blind qaris Just one one person up Right here so when you have, imagine and that scholar who is blind by his eyes has written so many books, all from memory, all from talaqi, taking from ulama, comprehending compre- and, and thinking, and then mashallah dictating book after book after book. So when a person's heart, his heart is alert and awake, this is the work Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes. So we are living in this time when people have forgotten the book of Allah, so Allah is making them forget themselves. And this is just the azab of the dunya. What will happen in the عذاب of the آخرة, you know, May Allah protect us Will be much 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 worse So Allah says Wa الْيَوْمَ التنسى, Today you'll be forgotten يعني you'll be forgotten in hell No, You can call out all you want You do know, say hey, Did you forget me? Exactly Allah says no one is gonna listen to you Allah says That the disbelievers will call out A hadith mentions this first That the disbelievers in Jahannam will be calling out Ya Allah And after that Allah, will, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will say Okay tell Malik uh, Malik Who is the inch, One in charge of Jahannam The angel in charge of Jahannam So go ask them What is it? So after one thousand years He will respond One thousand years of the Akhirah, One thousand years of the Akhirah, He will respond What do you want? They'll say please You know give us water We can't We give us We're hungry So what's going to give to them? Zakum is going to give to them The worst type of food shajaratul Zakum the tree of Zaqum, Allah says this is the, 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 the tree looks so scary and intimidating and disgusting What does Allah Himself call it? كَأَنَّهُ It's as though it's the face of shaitan The whole tree, every fruit of it looks like a face of shaitan the, the people who are gonna eat it Are gonna choke on it and it's gonna burn them But when they're gonna eat it لا يغني ولا ولا It won't nourish them and it won't even end their hunger. They won't want more. But it will also choke them. So they will ask for water. And when they will ask for water, A thousand years, Please Malik, give us some water. So Allah Azza wa Lala Hot boiling water Mixed with the pus And the liquid from the bodies of the jahannumis Mixed together. Yusabbu poured on top of their heads. Okay. يَتَجَرَّعُ It's so hot that he will try to go. It's so hot yet... Because they're choking on zaqum And they will remember that in the dunya This comes in hadith They will remember in the dunya When they used to choke on something They used to drink something So they will begin to drink this But what will they do? Yatajarrahu, They will try to drink it The way a camel drinks A bunch you see? Ruhu. But that water will be so scalding And so hot Mixed with pus That it will not be able to go down their throat And then Allah says al الْمَوْتُ min kulli Right now there's 101 reasons For this person to die Death will come to him From all directions But he cannot die Because death itself has been killed Death itself has been killed He cannot die And after this is a much more Horrible punishment awaiting them Now one more thousand years Malik, Malik, please After a thousand years What do you want? Can you please ask your Lord Allah to kill us that would be the biggest blessing If you could just please allow us to die And the answer will be Absolutely not You're gonna stay here alive forever They will try to keep on going back and forth And Allah Jalla Jalaluhu will say fiha, Basically is a very harsh way of saying keep quiet Is the way you tell a dog You know keep quiet Like that fiha, keep quiet. Wala and do not speak to me And then after that what will happen Their lips will be sealed So they will not be able to even express and vent their frustration. May Allah protect us all from this fire of hell. So when a person is in there, because he led a life of following his desires, Allah says, تُنْسَةِ You're going to be forgotten in hellfire like that. Beloved brothers, let's go back to the beginning portion of this story of Adam a.s. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying here that uh, we instructed Adam a.s. made a covenant with him. And he forgot. What was the covenant? Do not eat from this forbidden tree. Okay, so we learn from here something That part of our life is that There are certain things that you are, have to keep your hands off of That's part of being human The whole test in this world Starting off from Nabi Adam in Jannah To where you and I stand today That there are certain things that you cannot eat You cannot look at You cannot touch You cannot engage with You cannot buy You cannot sell Are they the majority? No they are few they are few Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say Adam you cannot eat from any other tree you cannot eat from any tree you eat wherever you want but just don't eat from this tree that's how the world is al ibaha. The original, the original state of everything is that it's permissible then in order for something to be regarded haram you have to have a proof for it right you have to have a proof for it so we send, tend to make unfortunately we tend to rep, misrepresent Islam at times as though it's a religion of a whole bunch of don'ts Bunch of don'ts You can't do this You can't do that That's what people say I, this is, I can't follow this religion Allah a'adha billah It's about don'ts So that's wrong Majority of the things you can do There's just a few things you can't And that's all the whole test is about But if, that's how children are You tell a child You want to play all the toys in the toy room We have a toy room? You have a hundred toys in there Play with all little trucks Play with all little dolls Play with all little Legos Do everything But The child leaves all that and takes a knife say, I want to play with this Why? You have a hundred plus items there to play with. Why you want a knife? No, I don't want to just wait to play with it. I'll take a knife and I want to put it in an electric so- socket. That's what we human beings are. That's our asal. From all the permissible things, we want to leave it and we want to do haram. And then what happens when you take the knife away from the child? Is he, he happy? He's crying. He's making a big fuss. That's how we are. Oh, how come I can't eat haram pepperoni? Brother, we live, we ask us, we are born, you know, subhanAllah, we never, had, we never thought about eating pepperoni. Right, But today it's like No, I have to eat halal pepperoni If not, I'll just eat haram pepperoni No, life is completely fine Without hot dogs and burgers It's fine We, we live that life right? It's, without eating out We never used to eat out There was no such thing as eating out In the 80s There was no such thing like that Everything was homemade It's completely fine But what happened Now you want to make this the habit. We have a habit We have a habit of eating out So hence wherever I go Even if there's halal or no halal I have to eat out Then there's no solution to that Because why that person is leading A life of following the nafs that's it so what we learn from here is that the p- part of this dunya is part of who we are is that there are few things Allah said to stay away from and you're gonna get judged based on that whether you stay away from the few things that you're supposed to stay away from number, number two we understand from this is the greatest gift Allah has given us is our willpower free will exercising our willpower you can achieve the greatest of things and if you don't exercise your willpower and you follow whatever your desire tells you, gone. This is worse than the life of animals, as Allah says: "Lahum They have hearts. They don't use that to ponder anything. They don't ponder with those hearts. They're just using it for other things. "Lahum a'yun." They have eyes. La They don't look with those eyes. "Lahum a'van." They have ears. They don't listen to anything beneficial with their ears. They're not using their eyes. They're not using their ears. They're not using their minds and hearts. What are they? Ulaika kal an'am. They are like livestock. Bal nay, whom they are more lost and more astray than livestock because the livestock doesn't is not is not mukallaf is not asked to become a Khalifa of Allah. The livestock doesn't have an aql and intelligence the way you and I do. When a human being falls to that level, what does what does the Quran say? Allah says regarding the animals. Allah says whom <laughs> They eat the way the livestock eats. What does the livestock do? Continuously, mouth is moving. Always chewing something. All day, every day. And the grass is always greener on the side, on the other side for the livestock. Always. So it keeps on moving and moving. Just keep on, where are you headed? Why just stay here? No, it's a little bit better over there. So Allah just speaks about those people who lead a materialistic life following their nafs. That they are great like livestock In terms of the, all they care about Is eating and reproduction That's it That's all they think about Allah says in another place in the Quran "Verhum Leave them kulu, Let them eat ويتمتعوا. Let them enjoy their life amal, And let their long drawn out plans Deceive them Let their long drawn out plans Make them forget their meeting day فَسَوْفَ yalamun. Soon they will come to know Soon they'll come to know They're not listening to you right now Let them do these three things What they're good at What are they good at? Eating يأكلوا. Number two يتمتعوا. Enjoy 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 And plan for the future More money Will create more will, will create more avenues For me to enjoy That's all Continuously thinking about the future Not the akhirah Or the qabr But about how can I make more money So I can enjoy that more money these are the three sifat and the attributes of the people of hellfire, Allah says. So we're learning from this story that Adam Salam. he was asked to have willpower. And will, the free will and willpower is our greatest gift. If we can, leave, if we can, get, if we can con- get control of this, my beloved brothers and sisters, Alhamdulillah, we got everything under control. Discipline and Willpower being able to achieve that how does a person win a marathon how does a person become a gold medalist in the Olympics how does a person become a national champion of something there's a, a hard work yes you can say genetics and this and that but discipline and willpower that this is what I have to do but if we don't have willpower then you can be brought to the well also but you're not gonna drink that's it so this is what I think our youth and our youngsters are suffering from today because everyone seems to be depressed Everyone seems to be lost Whoever you look is depressed, lost, uninterested Not in deen or in dunya They just want to party Everyone wants to party What is that? Party is a person who has become Abdul Hawa He's become the slave of his desires He's got no willpower People say I can't, I can't You know I'm trying but I can't stay away from the XYZ sin Why is that? Because there's no willpower so then, how are we gonna be Khalifa? You think you, can, you and I can be khalifatullahi fil ard? Really? Seriously? How are we supposed to be khalifa if we have no control over ourselves? That's where fasting comes in. You have great food available in front of you, cold water on a hot summer day, but you're fasting, you're forcing yourself to say, no, I can do this. I'm not gonna get enticed by anything. I'm not gonna get enticed by anything, no matter what it is. You've built willpower. Today, this is what the biggest test is. Social media, Cell phones and all the filth that comes with it is testing our willpower. How long? And if you if you say that's why those brothers and sisters who have a problem with phone addictions and things of that sort, they're not willing to acknowledge it. You're not gonna acknowledge you're not gonna get away from this problem until you acknowledge that you have lost the battle. So those of you know, they have this like you have alcohol anonymous, you have these other help groups who focus and help people who have become addicts on these type of things. And so one of the things they make you acknowledge is the fact that you can't take care of your problems yourself. You, have, you require belief and the help of a divine power. That's part of the protocols and this is the rules. For, them to, for you to acknowledge that if I could handle things on myself, I wouldn't be sitting in this help group. I, it wouldn't be the, my 24th year of my life suffering from this disease and from these addictions. That's what's happening today's issue is that we have lost our ability to become strong willed people to say no to haram this continuous uh, indulgence in in zina of the eye is weakening people's resolve and they can't now they're not able to do anything because their their mind has been accustomed to doing anything and everything that shows in front of their eyes this is it that's exactly what you see in the Muslim world that's what they've become They're no longer human. They become subhuman, Many of them because they don't think like humans. Human has an aql. Let me think, is this beneficial or not? They've lost the ability to think. It's now about absolute fulfillment of my desire. And so the story story of Adam is teaching us that if you don't have willpower, and if you can't control yourself, you're a goner, a loser. You're not gonna survive this battle. There's no way. Forget, if we can't handle today's cell phone, how do you think you can handle Dajjal? Think about that. This is the simple, smallest thing. So a person needs to be needs to acknowledge his weakness and ask Allah for help. That's where La Hawla wa La Quwwata illa Billah comes in. Recite this du'a La Hawla illa Billah a hundred times a day. Anyone who's suffering any type of laziness, weakness, and willpower, inability to do good even though you know what's good, inability to stay away from bad even though you know what's bad, then recite La Hawla wa La Quwwata illa Billah at least a hundred times, one tasbih at least. And if you can do more, then do more. What does la hawla mean? La حولة عن المعصية ولا قوة على الطاعة إلا مستعين بالله There is no ability for me to stay away from sin and no strength for me to do any good except for that ability and strength that comes from Allah. There is no ability for me to stay away from sin and no strength and ability for me to do any good except for the strength and the willpower that comes from Allah. What do you say? I don't have, have a weak willpower. What should I do? Ask Allah for it. Ya Allah, give me... Give me the ability to be firm in my, in my actions. Allow me to have istiqama, steadfastness, steadfastness. These are things you and I need to be asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for daily. So make sure we make a habit of la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, 100 times morning and evening, or just 100 times a day. Get started. And if you can increase it eventually to 500 times a day, specifically with the ninya of willpower. Because we all know what we're supposed to do, and we all know what we're not supposed to do, but we're not doing it. Because we ha- our nafs has become too strong We've caved in way too many times to our nafs And the nafs says, okay, please I got you Don't even try to tell me no Because I'm not going to accept that That's what happens Like a naughty child Who knows how to take his parents for a ride Because his parents have listened to him too often That's how the nafs has become that he says, I'm not going to let you go Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says we told, Adam, we told the angels to prostrate to Adam But Iblis at the very beginning said no he said no, he refused to do so Now what do you see about Iblis? They, that's why they say Iblis They say Iblis became Iblis because of the nafs Think about it He had everything at his disposal he was, he was so honored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He had access to things that we can never dream of But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him to do one thing Is that I want you to simply Acknowledge someone besides you is in the room Just acknowledge that prostrate, humble yourself. And you're not humbling yourself for Adam, you're humbling yourself in front of the creator of Adam. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking you to do that. You are humbling yourself in front of the amal and the command of Allah. That Allah who gave you so much honor, all He's asking you to do is to just humble yourself once. For who? For Him. Not for Adam, Adam didn't do anything for you. You're doing it for Allah. You do it because Allah told you. Like someone says, you know, do me a favor and says, oh, who are you? He says, no, your mom asked me to tell you this. So oh, subhanAllah, my mother is okay, khalas. You don't look at what's being said, look at who's being said. If your mom is asking you and some random person on the street is asking you, there's a huge difference. The fact that Allah is asking you to do this, that should have been done. Seal deal, the deal. If Allah is asking me, how can I say no to this? What happened? He followed his nafs. He followed his ego. He followed his, uh, his own ujab, self conceitedness Right, His arrogance And so that's why they say Shaytan became Shaytan Because he obeyed the nafs So imagine with you and I Begin to obey our nafs What's gonna happen? We're gonna become the biggest shayateen That's what happens When we don't conquer that nafs And we don't uh, utilize our free will And our willpower In the best possible manner And instead we listen to whatever Our nafs wants to do Nafs says look at here We look at there Nafs says drink this Nafs says smoke this Nafs says listen to this Yeah Nafs will tell you all kinds of things Beloved students But we have to take a stance To say no my nafs I'm not gonna allow you to do that ف... Iblis did aba Iblis began He refused And so now all the people Who follow Iblis's footsteps They do the same thing They refuse to bow their head In front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's commands Allah jalla جل told Adam as Okay now listen A'duun Shaitan is your enemy And the enemy of your wife This has been This concept of shaitan's enmity Has been mentioned in so many places In the Qur'an and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He could have said it once But He says it multiple times He says Do not allow the ultimate deceiver to deceive you Do not allow the shaitan to deceive you Allah says Make sure you recognize shaitan as your enemy In the shaitan is your clear enemy And the verses continue so the animosity of shaitan Should be something That we should all be well versed with And acknowledge and understand That shaitan is not a boogeyman Shaitan is not a uh, imaginary tale Shaitan is not a uh, Something that just is just Something that we, uh, we tell little kids To get scared of from It is a haqiqah It is a reality Iblis exists And his billions of of children exist And they are sworn enemies And they are already destined to go to Jahannam They know that So now, misery loves company. They're trying to take as many people as possible with us. Now just in case you didn't understand that, Allah says, guess what? He is the one who held animosity against your father. You should be in your great-grandfather Adam, and your great-great-grandmother Hawa. He's the one who held animosity against them and ended up deceiving them. Allah told them that if they take you out of Jannah, you're you're gonna have a difficult life. Why? Why is a difficult life in the dunya? Because in Jannah, there is no hunger, there is no nakedness, there is no sunburn, there is no thirst. But in the dunya, there is all of that. The dunya is a darul kasb, darul bala, this is a place of earning, this is a place of work, this is a place of test. While akhirah is a darul takreem, a place of simple enjoying the honor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the dunya, the nafs is inside the jism, the jism is ghalib. The body is the overarching existence and the soul takes a smaller existence within us in akhirah the body takes a secondary existence and the ruh and the soul takes a primary existence hence the soul does not require the body to enjoy life in akhirah what do I mean by that that a person will look at a bird before he even he just imagines this bird he thinks man I wonder how this bird tastes instantaneously that bird is brought, is grilled in the best of ways, and before he even puts it into his mouth, or is rather fed to him, he's already tasting it. And now he tastes; he's tasting it, and again, he's not eating out of hunger. It's pure, pure enjoyment. As he tastes the various multitudes of tastes in, in, of that bird in his mouth, and then he spits, spits out the bones. As he spits out the bones, immediately that bird comes together and flies away. He looks at an apple. He looks at a fruit. And every single time he's plucking a fruit, each and every single time that fruit is giving him a different flavor. Multitudes of flavor. What is all these description of Jannah that you find? From the, uh, the Prophet Sallallahu says about how the Hurah of Jannah will be wearing 70 layers of garments. Yet Saq, the Mukhu Saqiha, her marrow, the marrow of her uh, feet, the, the bone marrow of the feet can be seen to the jannati Through 70 layers, of various clothing. Meaning, every time a person is looking at a spouse, is not just looking at a spouse, is looking through 70 different layers of absolutely beautiful layers of clothing. These things are not fathomable in this dunya because why our senses are very uh, constricted, restricted. We can't, we can't fathom all of these things. But in Akhirah, the soul is the overarching existence. The body is secondary. So the soul can benefit from the beauty of Jannah directly without even involving the body. Right? So this is a deep concept that the ulama have written about. So dunya is a place of working hard. That's what Allah SWT told Adam, if shaitan ends up getting you out here, you're gonna have to suffer. And then shaitan did end up making the waswasa. Right? And he ended up misle- misleading him. The simple gist of all of this is, I'm gonna give you a very quick five, 30 second quick answer, is that Adam alayhi salatu understood that Jannah is a place of staying close to Allah. And there's nothing more that he enjoyed than staying close to Allah. And he knew that okay, uh, that if, if I, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may have had a plan for me to go elsewhere. But you know when like your ustad or your parents says, Berta, you know I got to send you out to do some work. But you love your sheikh, you love your parent, you don't want to go. But you know they want you to go. But you figure out a way, how can you somehow just stay close by and not have to go. So the ulama have written here that uh, Hazrat Adam Adam, there's nothing enjoyed more than the company and the suhba of you know the company of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, يعani, in Jannah, be enjoying what we can't even imagine a person enjoys. Not just trees and fruits, but the company the, the happiness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So at all cost, and shaitan knew this is the weak point or I mean strong point, weak point, however you want to look at it, of Adam ASS2. So he tells him, okay, guess what? You know what, you might beat you might have to you might have to go out on a mission. Let me tell you one thing If you eat this tree You won't have to go out on a mission You'll stay here forever So at that time Adam a.s. was not thinking about What Allah had asked him not to do He became overcome with emotion Overcome with the love of wanting to stay with Allah And in that split second decision He made a mistake And the Quran says We did not find him to be determined In committing that sin Right That's one of the explanations of that Obviously he is masoom he is a free from sin. He is the father of humanity. And he's the Khalifa to Allah. The first Khalifa. The first Khalifa of Allah on earth. And if this mistake did not happen, the world would not ha- exist the way it is. Allah had already obviously decided that this is gonna happen. That we're gonna come. The Rasulullah is gonna come. The Quran is gonna be revealed. Qumtha'at, Ad, are gonna come. Everything, the Day of Judgment is gonna come. How is that gonna happen if Adam Sallam did not come here? So Adam as-Salam's coming into that dunya was already set in stone. It's just that Allah wanted us to learn a lesson through this whole story, right? That Adam coming to the dunya was set. What, was this, what is the lesson you, need, you and I need to learn? That there will always be certain things that you can't do. In, in order to succeed and move up the ladder, you have to stay away from those one two things. And number two, willpower, free will is the greatest gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Learn how to exercise that in the best possible manner, and you will, you will succeed immensely. So inshallah we will conclude here with this um, Today's section, and inshallah, tomorrow, or rather next Tuesday, will be our last uh, tafsir of Surah Taha. Inshallah, final tafsir. We will continue with another surah after that, and tafsir from next week onwards will be after Salatul Isha. Inshallah, because Isha will be eight fifteen from next week. So please be mindful of that. From next week, inshallah, Isha will be at eight fifteen, and um, uh, we will uh, uh, continue the final uh, session of Surah Taha. After that, for those of you. Um, uh, who do not get the tafsir updates or text message Please quickly scan this Whether you're online or on site To scan that inshallah and We'll add you to that list For being able to get uh, text message reminders Of the tafsir inshallah So if you haven't already done so Take a second to do that Whether you're listening on site or online inshallah And another very important thing Is that this Friday night uh, We will have inshallah A back to school workshop uh, for high school students and college students uh, In collaboration with other local masjids IFS and CPSA schools Qari Nu'man from, uh, from IFS And Sheikh Ridwan from CPSA And myself from here We will inshallah be addressing contemporary issues LGBTQ, drugs, uh, uh, societal pressure And you know, high school, college life Amongst many other things Plus we'll have Q&A We'll have open, open gym We'll have some snacks This is open to boys and girls High school and college students This Friday evening Inshallah at Darussalam So I request everyone to share this word with your um, youngsters at home. Please ask them to come and attend. Those who don't ever come to the masjid as well for programs, this might be a program, inshallah, that they will come for. So please, I request everyone here to share this word. This is Friday evening here at Darussalam, back to school workshop. And second, inshallah, is the Quran night next Saturday. Not this Saturday, a week from uh, this Saturday, inshallah. Uh, it's going to be an amazing night i'll be speaking about a little bit more details after salat al-isha but those who are listening online i want you to please make plans to come join us uh, next saturday InshaAllah september 24th i think that is um uh for uh 23rd inshallah 23rd Insha'Allah, at salat al-maghrib jazakumullahu khairan subhanallahi wa bihamdihi subhanakallahu wa bihamdika illa anta wa natubu ilayk wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh